everyone, this is Rob, and welcome to another episode of What's On Your Mind's Rack Time. It's been a month, so there's another two issues of G.I. Joe goodness to cover. I know I could cover these one at a time, but I work for a living, so let's get into it. Let's start with G.I. Joe, A Real American Hero, number 274 by Larry Hama and Netho Diaz. It's chapter 9 of Snake Hunt. We're almost at the end. To recap, Throwdown has gotten loose and is fighting his way out of Cobra's detention level, which is full of Night Creepers, Night Vipers, and Crimson Guardsmen. A squad of Joes has infiltrated the Springfield Community Center and is fighting their way to the detention level. The Arashikaje Ninjas are also fighting their way to the detention level as well. The October Guard is outside the community center holding off Cobra reinforcements. The main Joe force, the Dreadnoughts, and the Iron Grenadiers are crashing through every roadblock in Springfield. So to start the issue, a Crimson Guard immortal splits the forces in the community center to fight the Joes. Get Throwdown and hold the way out. He then kills the lights to make things harder in theory for the Joes. The Night Creepers run across Throwdown and lose. The Night Vipers run across the brick in Granny's Prada bag with equally bad results. Outside the community center, the October Guard is holding off a Cobra armored column and they are taking some hits as Dana appears to be seriously wounded. The Joes infiltration team starts a brutal firefight with the Crimson Guards. The ninjas meet a throwdown, who is carrying a wounded Laura 343. The ninjas come up behind the Crimson Guard and clear the way for the Joe team. They blow the main tunnel and head for the secret tunnel to the hospital, which is the way out. Outside, more carnage reigns as the Dreadnoughts and Joes are running over everything to get to the October Guard's aid. The main Joe force meets up with the Dreadnoughts, only to get surrounded by a second relief column. Cobra Commander orders the reinforcements into the secret tunnel to head off the airborne team and the ninjas. This issue ends with the main Joe force surrounded outside, and the rest blocked by reinforcements in the tunnel as Cobra Commander orders the explosives in the tunnel to be set off. Lots of action in this issue, and it's really just one big battle on many different fronts. Netho Diaz does a pretty good job of making all the chaos in this issue clear. In fact, he probably makes it a little too clear. There's a lot of carnage in the battle scenes. Cobra troopers are mowed down by machine guns at way too close range and flattened by vehicles with reckless abandon. I know this is technically a war comic, and real firefights are terribly brutal, but looking at people getting flattened against car bumpers and ground under tires is a little too far. G.I. Joe has always been able to tell this type of story without going into this type of murder porn. Next up is G.I. Joe number 8 by Paul Aller and Emma Viselli. I think that's how you pronounce it. That's how we're going to say it. In this issue... We take a step away from the main storyline to do a little world building with two new Joes, Chuckles and Bombstrike. Bombstrike in this series is an undercover agent working as a Canadian diplomat rather than a forward observer. The Canadian government is trying to appease and cooperate with Cobra rather than fighting, but Bombstrike is seeing that they are losing their freedom just the same. Bombstrike has gotten close to a high-level Cobra scientist, the inventor of the bat, Dr. Archibald Venom. Dr. Venom is in love with Bombstrike, so he confides in her which means that she is feeding this information to the Joes through her handler, Chuckles. Bombstrike is conflicted about this because she has developed some feelings for him as well. However, an incident at a state dinner with the Overlord in Transcarpathia brings home the fact that there is no negotiation with Cobra. He kills a waiter who he believes is a Canadian operative as a way to show that Cobra is in full control and that free Canada is free in name only. Dr. Venom later laments that Cobra is wasting his creation's potential. They perform delicate surgery, mine for rare minerals, and conduct dangerous search and rescue operations. If this sounds familiar, I think that this is how the Cylon started, or at the very least, Skynet. He keeps talking about leaving Cobra and escaping with Alyssa to a place in the countryside. 
Bombstrike and Dr. Venom are scheduled to have an inspection of a bat factory the next day. Bombstrike has hidden a data drive inside Dr. Venom's coat. Security won't let them in without a search, and the data disk might get discovered, so Bombstrike blows her cover to prevent this, and has Venom disarm her and take her into custody. Dr. Mindbender has been sent to interrogate Bombstrike, and Dr. Venom does not want to see this happen, so he tries to break her out. They do make their way to a safe house, where Bombstrike drugs him and turns him over to a team of Joes. While this is happening, the narration in the caption boxes details a letter that Bombstrike wrote to Venom, asking him to use this as an opportunity to defect and start a new life. She then gets into a car with Chuckles, and they drive away. This is another great one-and-done that also expands the world that Paul Aller is creating. The art's very fluid and does a great job of portraying Bombstrike's conflicted emotions, but the real star is the writing. Dr. Venom may not be happy with how Cobra is using his creation, but he has no problem working for them. In contrast, Bombstrike is conflicted because her job is to lie to everyone around her and use them, despite the fact that it is actually being done for the greater good. In each issue, we get full characters, despite each story only being one issue long. If you're not reading this, you're missing out on a very exciting take on G.I. Joe. That's all for this time. Remember, there's still a virus running around out there, so mask up. There's also still an election on November 3rd, so register to vote. Until next time, I'll see you at the Comics Racks.